0: What is up, guys? I am 87% sure we're live right now and that everything's working. So, I mean, that's like a good solid B. So, yeah, normally this show is pretty terrible. Today is not one of those days, guys. I am joined by the one and only, like, I feel kind of stupid, like, trying to uh, introduce you because, like, somebody would not know who you are in this podcast. But, yeah, Big Fries here. Thank you so much for being here, man.
1: What up, y'all? Yeah?
0: Yeah, Thanks for dude. having me, by the way heck yeah thanks for taking the time to uh to come on i'm really excited to uh share this with the, my little community and for those of you guys who are new here you'll see at the top and you'll see on the screen chat is on the screen for a reason and that's because i want you guys to be a part of the show so when somebody watches this back in VOD, your guys's opinions and comments matter and they're on the screen for people when they watch it back because you guys are important to me and uh yeah let's get right into it what have you been playing lately
1: uh just a a bunch of caliber and then in my off time just been playing uh world of warcraft and battlefield 2042
0: Nice, still one of the few out there fighting the 2042 (laughs) fight huh
1: yeah no that was a lie nobody plays that uh yeah no just been playing a lot of caliber lately uh just kind of waiting for new shooters to come out man it's dry as hell out there
0: that's where it's at dude that's like the that's where we're at i mean it's it's been rough for a little while there's some stuff on the horizon though we'll definitely get into that a little bit later but first i kind of want to go like a little bit back in time to when, uh like you starting your channel and stuff like that And we talked about this before we went live like how hard it is to to grow a channel these days and just to have a big uh youtube channel it's like i feel like back in the day like when you would talk to the kids or like when i was a kid and somebody asked what do you want to be when you grow up it's always like an astronaut or i want to be I want to be a football player, but now it's like, if you ask a kid, I want to be a streamer. I want to be a YouTuber. Yeah. Um, so at what point did you realize that this is something that you were going to be successful at and it's something that you wanted to do?
1: Successful at? Yeah. I don't know if I ever thought I was going to be successful, but, uh, no, nah, man, I, I was watching total biscuit back in the day and, and he was growing a community. He, he played, you know, a lot of different games and, um, he did a mailbox series where a bunch of people would just like send him messages. He would respond to it and they would just have a conversation. And uh, I was like, yeah, I I could, I could do that. And that was around the time that uh, armor three, I think was just hitting alpha. So 20, you know, end of 2012, 2013, sometime in there. And uh, I just started tinkering around, learning video editing, Photoshop, all that stuff. And just kind of, Oh, that was a nice little transition. (laughs) Uh, Just kind of, it just kind of built from there, man. And then uh, I started getting into like Kickstarters and got burned a few times. And that kind of made me start getting into, you know, early access and kind of the underbelly of of FPS and uh, just kind of blew up from there. So.
0: Yeah. That's really cool. Um, what, yeah. what are some of the things that you've had to overcome or what's been more challenging? Cause I feel like myself included, like when I decided that I wanted to start trying to do my best to make content on a regular basis, what's been the most surprising thing about getting stuff out the door?
1: Um, for, for me and what, what I see a lot of people make the mistake of is they don't get their workflow down. The, the biggest thing is, you know, I'll talk to people and they'll tell me it takes them three days to edit a video. Well, if you're talking about news, you're, you're already, you're already losing the fight. So for me, man, the, the, as well as the biggest challenge, it was working a full-time job, you know, and then coming home and working a full-time job, you know, 16, 17 hours a day, just working on editing and logos and just graphic design. And, uh, you know, there were days where I would come home just on a lunch hour and, uh, I would have a video started edited or recorded, edited, out the door by the time i went back to work like it's just you you just got to be ready for it and you just got to go you just got to do it you know we kind of talked about that beforehand about the just wanting to get it out the door making sure that people get it right
0: yeah that sounds really familiar because i've had like a, <laughs> yeah a, uh, like a tweet go off on my phone at like 6 a.m and i'm like oh uh, yep. i gotta get up and make a video before work or i've done yep. the done the lunch hour thing and yeah, i get it and there's just, there's just like, there's a lot of little things that have to fall into place. And like, you have to get a thumbnail, you gotta make sure your description's right. And it's just a lot of, there's a lot more to yeah. it than just making a video and getting it out there. And I will mm-hmm. 100% agree so far in, in my short journey, my small journey, albeit like on a smaller scale, um, that that workflow is incredibly important. If the, the more yeah. stuff you can get like pre-packaged and ready to go where you have to talk, and I try to record and shoot for the edit so I don't have to make very many cuts. I can drop it, render yep. it. And yeah, 100%, I think that's, do you, do that's super you, good advice. Do you
1: script your videos?
0: No. Um, yeah. What I what I do is I'll, I'll make like a notepad, kind of like I sent to you, which is the things I yeah. want to hit. And then I'll just look at the camera and go and talk. Cause if I read something, I look like a doofus, <laughs> like even more than I normally do
1: like i yeah i remember being at work i see a tweet go out about something i want to talk about and then all morning i would just be thinking about okay what am i going to say get home one take it didn't script didn't write anything one take throw it in throw it into premiere and we're off to the races um yeah i I, i've been able to take more time now and script stuff and kind of write down my thoughts and kind of get more organized with it but yeah those early days it was just all about getting out there
0: yeah i do i do have to admit though i'm i'm not generally a one take handy i'll i mess up like three or four times and start over i won't like it and i'll start yeah. over but but it's usually one once i hit it usually third time yeah. charm i get through it nice but yeah that's cool that's yeah. really similar to how i'm having to run things but yes, <laughs> yeah it's a lot man dude it is yeah and then it's like oh here's a good idea let's start a podcast yeah <laughs> yeah that's a lot of are. play yeah <laughs> So as far as what you have on your plate see that transition um what 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 you have going on um yeah i've been seeing your videos about your game jam summit and i want to talk a little bit about that and also learn more about it because i I think it's really cool um i feel like it's really it's really easy for for youtubers and content creators to kind of you know say why doesn't a game have this feature or you know, why, why doesn't somebody build a game like this? There is a lot, I think there's a massive knowledge gap with creators. And I will 100% admit I'm one of those that don't know what it takes to, to develop a game. And, and, you know, you can kind of sit back here and criticize it, but I feel like this is something that's kind of attacking that knowledge gap. And at the same time, like allowing uh, newer developers to enter, enter the, uh, the industry. Is that kind of what you got going
1: well, so it's kind of a two-pronged thing. So with the game jam itself, <clears throat> one of the things we talk about a lot is like guys come out there and their first game, they want it to be this, <clears throat> sorry, this open world, you know, survival game. And they, they don't have a lick of knowledge. They're jumping in, they're using blueprint templates that they're getting online and they're, they're selling it $20, $30. And it's just, it's not good. So with the game jam, we're, we're allowing devs to come in for a five-day span we give them a theme on the Monday and it's by Friday, have a game done and we'll rank the best ones and we'll give the best ones. We'll just throw up some money. Um, and, and it teaches devs about scope. You have to be, you're not going to make an FPS in, in a week. And if you are, you're a you're god. We had a couple people submitted on the last one, right? So it's all about learning what I can do in the time frame allotted. And um, yeah, that's going to be a huge event. <clears throat> we got a lot of... Um, guys from from the industry tripwire uh photon guys who are are working on these engines that that developers are using we're having events every day and that's going to be a nice just a nice give back to all the indie devs you know um i'm I'm very excited to see what people come up with there but uh then on the other side we got a game development project going on right now uh i i I can't talk a lot about it because i want to i want to kind of get further in development before we really get into the nitty gritty of things, but yeah, I'm starting, I'm starting that game dev journey with a team of people around me who are just absolute geniuses when it comes to FPS and they know what I want. They know what the industry needs and you know, we're, we're starting that process and it's, it's, it's going to be nice. That's,
0: that's really cool that I feel like you're you're doing it like people talk about like somebody needs to build a game like this or this is how a game needs to be and we all just kind of get used to sitting back here armchair quarterback and game developers Mm -hmm. i i don't know a lot of props to you man for doing that that's really cool you're you're rolling up your sleeves getting in there and you're gonna make something i I think that's that's super cool
1: yeah i'm scared because man i like you want to talk about armchair critics i am one of the biggest ones out there Um, so, you know, one thing that we just have to make sure of on our messaging is our first game, isn't going to be a revolutionary game changing project, but if we can get our foot in the door and start learning about, you know, scope budgeting, you know, for me, project management and leading people to make products then we can take in the next and and iterate and iterate. And then eventually, yeah, we want to get into some really nice, like multiplayer shooter, nice tactical shooter stuff. And we we just want to bring the the industry back a little bit, because as you know, it's it's going to hell in a handbasket real fast.
0: So it feels like it. Yeah. And that's awesome. And I don't just from an outsider, that sounds incredibly smart. Kind of walk, walk before you can run kind of thing Get something. And you're going to learn stuff. Um, and that's one oh, of the yeah. questions from one of my viewers is, is, is there anything that you learned that was surprising along the way so far?
1: Oh man, like we're, we're currently in concept stage. And the, the biggest thing that I'm learning so far is just, I, I kind of look at it like a puzzle. You just, you gotta get the right people. You gotta get the right pieces. And we're, we're currently in that separating all the puzzle pieces and now we're starting to put it all together. Um, I've learned a lot just about, how to keep everybody organized with, with things like Perforce and, and ClickUp and th- that kind of initial setup process. It's, it's been nice. It's been fun. A lot of emails, a lot of, a lot of meetings and discussions and concepting and design. And it, it's, it's stuff I knew, but until I've done it, it you don't really know if that makes sense.
0: Uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, oh, I've been there with some some projects myself. Um, had, yeah. speaking of the game concept, have, is there anything that like made you have to like switch switch directions midstream when you found something was like too big of a challenge? Or Have you stayed pretty true to your initial concept?
1: So, our our initial concept was that we wanted to make something lower in scope, uh, for a nice budget, and that we can do in you know a decent amount of time. So we were talking between doing things like a, a 2D kind of side scroller or, or do we do an FPS? <clears throat> and we leaned into the FPS because that's what my community likes. So we're going to be making it for them. Um, in terms of like cutting stuff down, at this point, it, it's, it's pretty set in stone what we have. Um, obviously, we've thrown ideas around. It's like, is this feasible um, or not? But for the most part, I, I think we're all kind of on the same page for what we can do um in the in the time frame that we want to do it in so it's it's been really really nice and i'm just glad that i got a team around me that um that knows the process because I'm, I'm learning from them every day just how how do we go about getting the people in the right positions getting the the, the budget together getting everything together it's nice
0: yeah that's super awesome That i mean that's that's before you even get going, that's one of the most important things I found out in my in my real-life job is getting the right people around you makes it so mm-hmm. much easier. that That's awesome. You found a really good team. That, that's Yeah, I, cool. I
1: feel very confident that th- this first project we want to do is going to be a, a quality tactical FPS. I, I know that for a fact because I've already played the prototype that these guys have put together in just a short couple of weeks. It, it was feeling great. And that's I know cool. that with and we just today we got some concept art designed up we got their narrative on the go and yeah i'm i'm excited to start start getting into it and, and really I, I can't wait to show it off to people so
0: heck yeah dude i i can tell you're excited about it and that makes me excited because because yeah. you, uh, you of all people know what a good game is and what it isn't and if you're excited about yep. it I, I can't wait to see i can't wait to see more about oh, yeah. it dude this is gonna be cool yeah uh, um so yeah i think that is pretty much about that um some of that question we'll get into later so overall how i kind of wanted this to flow and it i don't it doesn't matter how it flows but how i <laughs> how i how i envisioned it was to talk yeah. a little bit about the triple a versus the indie space this is kind of an fps show where we kind of cover stuff all across the gamut kind of depending on what's going on that week uh try to make it somewhat of a new show but i thought it'd be really cool with uh someone of of your knowledge to to just kind of get your opinions on the thing as a whole and i was going to start to see what what you thought of this statement um so i think we'll go uh AAA versus indie and then talk about games inside of each of those categories and kind of what you think of them and where okay. that segment of the industry is headed so for me overall like my elevator pitch if somebody imagine this if somebody was like hey crash what do you think what do you think of the first person shooter space I would say I feel like AAA feels like money and microtransactions is its main driver. Games are designed to make money. I think design decisions at the AAA space and corporations are made by um, financial analysts rather than game developers, and I feel like Indie has more, a little bit more promise, in my opinion, being the boomer that I am, because they, they have a little bit more freedom, I feel like, and they take a little bit more risk. We talked a little bit about Marauders. Some indie games take more risks, but I feel like some of them, and this goes along with your last, some of your last videos, I feel like there's starting to be like a little bit of that micro-changed action NFT thing leaking over into the indie space. It's kind of polluting that a little bit
1: yeah and i i think i mean specifically with the crypto and stuff i think that's going to leak into the triple a space as well like when you look at like ubisoft courts and they're pushing nfts and i mean at this point like i i really feel like th- this is a conversation you, you have to define what an indie is you know when when i was growing up indie games were were you know uh, concerned Eight, stardew valley didn't have a publisher built it all himself but when you talk like Marauders has Team Seventeen as a publisher. They got the resources, you know, games like World War <clears> Three. <throat> They're kind of blending the lines between what AAA or or even a double A is and, and indie, right? Um, but I, I think you're right. I think I mean, I mean Web Three and, and and blockchain is something that we could talk about for hours. But um, yeah, AAA is is driven by finances first. 100 and and we've seen that more and more it's almost like games nowadays at least in in that space are being concepted and designed not by the people making them but by the shareholders and, and the board and the guys who think that we can put something out there that's on trend to get as much money as possible
0: yeah and, and, and I then think they Kay- take
1: the concept they oh i'm sorry no uh, go ahead I, go ahead well, I was I was just saying, and then just... they take that concept, they water the shit down and then fill it with microtransactions as well. So we're getting hit three different ways and it, it's just sad.
0: Yeah. It's case in points, battlefield 2042 with it, <laughs> it kind of, it went, it went in like three different directions and you can tell it tried to do a little bit of apex. Cause as I learned in the EA earnings mm-hmm. call, they make an ass load of money from apex legends. So they tried they do. to do the hero shooter thing and they Warzone was popping off tarkov so they tried to do the hazard zone thing with the extraction royale thing they tried to throw that in there and then they try they tried to do like the call of duty like style movement like there's no leaning and stuff like that and the gunsmith stuff it's like they tried to be everything except battlefield and i feel like you're gonna get yeah (laughs) you're gonna get like weird stuff about that and i can go on about that too because like in that earnings call they said somebody they didn't they didn't talk about battlefield at all and somebody finally asked a question like where are you guys at and andrew wilson said you know we're taking a long form long-term view of this thing (laughs) and he said but we want to we're read see how does he say that he's like we're redesigning how we develop these games from the ground up and he said they want to do a vince zampella formula of get to the fun fast and then i think why not a battlefield formula like you want to do the vince zampella modern warfare apex legends thing just do a battlefield concept like why i don't yeah. know like
1: but but uh, at, at this stage of the game what, what is a battlefield concept
0: um like, I mean, like uh, th- true but overall i feel like i feel like the recipe was out there the community wanted they wanted battlefield four setting they wanted sure they wanted the like the uh the uh the atmosphere of battlefield one and the map design of that, and then like the movement and some of the mechanics from Battlefield 5. And I, yeah. I feel like the mainly just the movement, everything else was kind of not that great, but about <laughs> Battlefield 5. Yeah. But, but like those three games kind of into one in a modern setting, I think the community would have been happy with. Where do you make money? I think the way they did selling it off the rip. I don't know like yeah and I, I i get that the specialist thing is like the hero shooter deal is so hard for for companies to not try right because they see things like live services and apex legends and rainbow six and overwatch <coughs> and all those hero shooters that make all that residual money down the line with yeah. those hero shooters so i definitely get yeah, that
1: like I, I i get why they're looking at battlefield new and they, they want to make more money i totally get it because they have to Right, if 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 a game, and granted they didn't, but when when you're talking about shareholders and stuff, you're you're kind of beholden to them, and I understand that, and and that's why games nowadays just feel like they have no passion from from the big guys because they aren't. It's not twenty years ago where it's a bunch of guys in a room trying to code and create something cool, right? They they got shareholders and they they got they got a, you know, they got a number they got to hit. I just wish that people would take the Fortnite approach. In, in which, not not necessarily go free to play, but when you look at how they made their money, you know, just, just give us cosmetics. If the game is good, people will buy them, and you guys can just make money hand over fist. Give us more content post-launch, but it has to start at the core, and Battlefield, I mean, anybody could tell you they changed development halfway through from a Battle Royale to whatever the hell it is that we got because that game just a core fundamental piece of software was trash it was so buggy and broken
0: yeah it was rough it was as rough as battlefield 4 and a lot of like you said a lot of the design decisions don't make sense and uh, like the the massive maps with 128 players it's like they doubled the player count and quadrupled the map size and i yeah. i rem- i remember when they talked about it, like how they were how this was gonna play, they did one little like dev blog thing where they talked <clears throat> talked with the devs and they said they wanted the gameplay loop to be like vehicle driven where there's points of interest and you take vehicles to the next places. And it's like that sounds like a battle royale. Like that doesn't sound yeah. like a map with flow to it that's gonna play well in breakthrough conquest and all that stuff one thing
1: i would challenge you on too is i actually think battlefield 4 wasn't as broken as this because the launch was terrible the servers were wrecked and we couldn't get in but the ones who could get in there was a battlefield game there you know what i mean <clears throat> this game just at its core i mean it, yeah you could get in but do you even want to play it you
0: know yeah and i i've i've said that too quite a bit is like once everything is fixed, if I'm sure they'll get they usually do. Like, unfortunately, like I think it was a weird flex when they said Dice is really good at fixing the game and making it what they want. It's like I wouldn't brag right. about that, but having to do that right. all the time. But yeah, um, yeah, like you said, when this game is fixed, I still don't really like the design choices. I don't think it's going to be a fun game. Um, I, yeah, not into it. And that, and that's you're right, that's the difference. Battlefield 4, once it was fixed, was shitload of fun
1: yeah and like I'm, I'm watching this trailer you put up here this uh exodus where was this like yeah. when we were talking before we went live oh. their marketing was the best part about this game and like Dude. i'm seeing this and like wow what, what kind of hype would that have brought it, it, oh man and nothing
0: it did bring it did i remember co- i was co-streaming this like when it happened we were so freaking hyped man like i'll probably look back on it as like some of the <laughs> mo- the coolest moments of my content creation career like is short and yeah whatever it is, it is um like i just remember watching this and people seeing irish and everybody just Going crazy in the chat and stuff, and it was so cool. And we're like, oh, we're gonna get, we're gonna get Battlefield four point five. You know, it's gonna be yeah Battlefield four with updated graphics and mechanics, and it's gonna be awesome. And like the marketing just did not match the game. Like you go, <laughs> you all. go from this to don't be sad. This is how it works out sometimes. Yeah. Like how in the yeah. fuck do you get there? And you're,
1: you're selling uh fucking Woody and Santa skins. Like wh- what are we doing? And, and, and that that's the main thing, man. When you look at games like World War Three. And you see how their cosmetics all kind of, you know, sit within that world. Um, I I really wish more games would take that approach when you're talking about, like, cosmetics, whether it's, you know, a battle pass or whatever. Just keep it all grounded. You know, when we're talking about Santa suits and all this other crazy, wacky, whoa, Fortnite, Take take the the finance out of it, or take the finance and use that, but just keep everything within the world that you're building. I, I don't get why more companies just don't get that.
0: Yeah, and uh, like devil's advocate, there's a lot of people that say, "Oh, you just want military type skins." That's boomer mentality or whatever. But it's like you can't. You can have a game that has awesome atmosphere. Battlefield One, incredible atmosphere, yeah. audio. Yeah. The soldiers looked like they were from that time but it still had arcade style gameplay. Not everyone wants to play at Arma or a Tarkov, but they still want to feel like they're immersed in this dark, gritty battlefield. And that's why I think games like those old those battlefields did so good, Call of Duties uh, did well, is because you could still get into those and you could kind of go there in your head and be kind of immersed in that, um, at the same time still having like uh, accessible Uh, mechanics like arcade style gameplay mechanics that aren't too hard to learn i think that's the perfect spot
1: anybody who says that's boomer mentality is just i mean it's just an idiot because i'm buying the game based on the atmosphere and the marketing that they're selling right so now you're putting in content that doesn't fit with the atmosphere of the game that i'm purchasing that doesn't make sense you know that that that's that's that should be a staple like common sense but apparently it's not
0: yeah and it totally It totally makes sense from that marketing standpoint, right? Like they get all the people, which I would say based on how they release things, the majority who want a dark, gritty, grounded game that they can kind of be immersed into. And then once they get all that, those sales, and then they start to, the the skins get wackier and wackier Mm -hmm. as you go. And it's like, they're shifting demographics so they can get money from all. Yep across the sectors. Cause if they started with wacky skins then there'd be a, a demographic of people they didn't want, it's really smart. I feel like, like they start with yep. the, the older or well, whatever, I don't, not necessarily older, but the dark gritty crowd. And then they get crazier and crazier and they just cover the gamut of demographics for yep. microtransactions.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You nailed it right there. It's, 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 it's disgusting, but it's smart at the same time. And like, I yeah. hate that I understand it, but I, I just, <laughs> I don't know. I wish there was still some passion there. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and I, I honestly, um, I don't care too much about the cosmetics. Like, I can get around them if the game plays good. Um, it's, not—it's like, not my choice to have, like, crazy cosmetics. But if it plays well, like, I'll get over it kind of thing. Um, And Battlefield sure. just doesn't have that. I always joked around that they, they spent all three years they had making the tornado and then, like, six months on the rest of the game.
1: Pretty much, yep.
0: <laughs> is what it felt like um <laughs> kind of opposite of battlefield i w- I wanted to get your opinion on this game How- did you play a uh, battle bit remastered i did play battle bit yeah i feel a lot of people are kind of getting excited about that game like re-releasing again and i wanted to get your opinion on it because i personally thought it's a really interesting paradigm uh a way to look at games it feels like Like with Battlefield and stuff, they're going like new engines and trying to make games look more and more more and more realistic and the you know upgrading to Unreal 5 and all that stuff. And BattleBit just completely threw that out the window. And you know, there it looks like Roblox or Minecraft, but that lets them focus on like everything else. It lets it run on a potato machine and still get good frames. They focused on features, server browsers, dragon players, and really good gun customization and reticles. And I, I think it's a really interesting way they're looking at developing that
1: yeah and and, well and the cool thing about that too you you nailed it all um i don't know if you ever remember the game due process but when it first um yeah so when that first came out it was like roblox it was you know the block hand really terrible you know gun models and everything else and then they built it into something that looked just so much better so the cool thing about battle bit is there's a lot of potential there to eventually get nice character arms, get nice models and turn that into something else. But they don't need to, because if the gameplay is solid and you're right, it can run on pretty much anything at this point, it's, it's going to capture a crowd. I just wish that more people would give it a chance and not say, oh, it looks like Roblox. Oh, I'd rather play Battlefield. Well, now you're just trapping yourself in shitty un you know, passionless experiences. Uh, Battlebit was pretty cool
0: yeah and i i'm kind of sad i didn't play it because admittedly i'll admit i was one of those idiots i i was like i don't want to i don't play minecraft and i i didn't give it much more of a look yeah and then i've seen some people make videos on it and watch people play it and i saw them like dragging their buddies behind the wall the them yeah. and stuff and all the stuff that's been supposed to come to battlefield for like 10 years <laughs> um yeah yeah i, I i'm i'm kind of sad at myself but i learned my lesson like when it comes back out i, I want to give it a try again i think it'll be pretty cool
1: and that's another thing too like you mentioned roblox roblox has some experiences on there that rival triple a in terms of features and like it, it's crazy that we can get better experiences out of indies or or roblox mods than we can get from you know a thousand person studio billion dollar company it just doesn't like when, when you say it it does not make sense to me why yeah. we're in the state that we're in that we have to have a podcast like this where we talk about the state of Triple A FPS versus Indie. It makes no sense. It shouldn't be that way.
0: And I mean, yeah, I'm trying to think of like what, and I I still do, I still want to get back to the web three NFT stuff too, but before we get too much farther, before my boomer brain forgets about it. But (laughs) um, I'm trying to think of like what games are successful right now with triple A. In my opinion, I'm not really excited about very many. I know Apex is doing amazing. money-wise uh csgo esports is still pretty wild uh valorant and those competitive games have a following because of like the competitive competitiveness of it but like for sure as far as like it just come home and you got a couple hours before bed and you want to chill and run around and shoot some dudes like what do you play uh
1: you're at this point you're you're playing you're either playing the the modern warfare or the what was the latest one vanguard or um, or you're touching games like Insurgency Sandstorm, yeah,
0: which I know a
1: lot of people aren't aren't touching it. Right? It's a good game, great game. One of the yeah. best FPSs that you can play on PC, nobody's touching it. There's yeah. a reason for it, which I'm sure we can get into in, in a little bit, but um <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of good FPSs out there right now that 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 feed that need that aren't a battle royale, that aren't a hero shooter.
0: Yeah, and even Even uh, Call of Duty makes it tough to just chill and play because of the skill-based matchmaking. It's so sweaty. True. If you do well a couple games, like, hang on because it it gets worse. Yeah,
1: well, we we were actually having a conversation in the Discord about it with Modern Warfare 2. I I don't mind skill-based matchmaking, but Call of Duty is so, it's so sudden you can do good in two games and then it throws you into a fucking esports lobby and then you lose and it throws you back with people who look like they just plugged in their keyboard for the first time. Like if it was, if it was a nicer transition to where it got increasingly a little bit more difficult, I would be okay with that. And then it could find a place to put you, but it's like, it doesn't know where to put anybody. It just, yeah. it, you're just it, yo-yoing all the time.
0: Yeah. I wish my perfect world and this, again, this could be, uh, an opinion based with a lack of knowledge of development, but and how it would actually work looking at data. But I feel like it should be a lot more lax and based on connection. But then you have kind of like a protected class of of people who are real, like you can tell by their play style, who are really new, and then kind of everybody else together. Um, I, yeah, i the way it is now, it's like you never feel like you get any better because like the better you play, yep. the worse, it, like the harder it gets. But I'm excited mm-hmm. for Modern Warfare 2 a little bit. Um, your video about that I think hit the nail on the head where it's like that thing we can talk about that game for a little bit. It needs to be good.
1: Yeah. It uh at this point I think if Modern Warfare 2 comes out and it's bad what else are you looking forward to? What else yeah. is out there? It's the only it's it's the last bastion of quality AAA I think is is this game right here. And that's that's sad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And I, I still play it. I I'm kind of happy that the leaks said that Gunfight's coming back because I have a, mm-hmm. a buddy and we'll still go back and play Gunfight. I thought I thought that game mode was like super cool. Um, just yeah. really tactical. And it's like if you're good, you win. If not, you don't. There wasn't a lot of mm-hmm. like kill streaks and stuff like that. So I'm excited to see that. I kind of want to get into Search and Destroy more when this comes out because I still Ooh. I still play a lot of uh, I play a lot of Rainbow Six Siege still. and okay. I, I, I kind of want to take a cod at the beginning and learn s and d in the maps and stuff like that so i think with this one that, i'm gonna try man when
1: when 2019 came out that's all we played we'd throw on hardcore like no hud and then just do search and destroy one life modes and that that was that was nice that was like a triple a insurgency at that point um and then yeah we kind of just jumped into like war zone and then the 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 multiplayer just kind of fell off the map a little bit Oh, you're you're muted for me.
0: Oh yeah, with war, I was trying to keep the dog from barking. I tell you, this show <laughs> the show stinks, man. Um, no, I was <laughs> no, trying. You're good. I was uh, yeah, like the with the microtransactions and everything, and the 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 content creation blowing up around Warzone. I feel like multiplayer just kind of kind of took a back door. All the streamers and stuff yep. were playing Warzone, and like that's the thing. But I'm I'm excited to see if multiplayer can can like make a comeback and be and be fun and well-rounded yeah i hope so miss it a little bit um yep i wonder what do you think about the dmz mode that's Mm. rumored i'm incredibly skeptical after being burned on hazard zone um (laughs) but yeah fair enough but what what do you think about that i feel like um and i guess a broader question is do you think extraction royale modes with the success of tarkov are kind of going to be the next br and grow
1: yeah, I, uh, I I think that's where the industry is going to start moving. Or if 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 DMZ comes out and it is what it is on paper, it's going to be a good experience, I would think, right? And if it is, I feel like a lot more people are gonna look at that as the blueprint. You know what I mean? That's going to be the next like battle royale, I think is the extract style game. And whether whether it's going to be a a really detailed game like a tarkov or a more casual experience like a call of duty i feel like there's a lot you can do with it a lot more than you know a circle closing with a hundred people playing there there's so many ways you could take it and be unique i see you're playing marauders right now like there (laughs) there's there's a lot of things you could do with that with that just extract style concept and yeah i i see that's where
0: it's going i think so too um I have a little bit of skepticism, though, because of as someone who's really enjoyed Tarkov this last wipe, I don't know if there's a way to get that same feeling without the complexity of the looting system and the economy. And I don't know how that's going to fit into Call of Duty, where they traditionally make things pretty accessible and kind of shoot for that mainstream audience. I think that's a fine line that's going to be hard to find um
1: i don't i don't think the experience is going to be tarkov like though i think it's going to be more and you know i I hate to say it but i think it's going to be more on the hazard zone uh side of things with like accessibility and streamline i don't think there's going to be things like a hideout where you're looting a bunch of stuff just to collect it i think it's going to be more competitive where you have teams dropping in and you know whatever the objectives you have to do. I think, I think there's a, a space for that. And I think a lot of people would really like it as like a replacement for battle Royale, but I definitely don't expect, uh, I don't expect a Tarkov like experience with something like this. It could be cool. Uh, will it replace Tarkov for most Tarkov players? Probably not, you right. know, but does, I think there's room for
0: both. That makes sense. Cause I did, I did say, and I still, I still think this is true. Hazard zone was like the skeleton of a good mode. Like mm-hmm. the, it had the gameplay loop was cool. The first couple times you played it. And then after you extracted, you never had to worry about money again. So like, it didn't right. like, matter. And there was pretty <laughs> yeah. soon. It's like, all right, guys, we're going in. We're going to get some hard drives. Well, why are we doing yeah. that, sir? So we can go back in and get more hard drives later. It's like, right. okay, this is kind of silly. But like, I, I think having a A game with those accessible mechanics, if you added... I was trying to think of what you could add to Hazard Zone. Like, I mean, use, have have a cosmetic store that you use those currencies to buy cool cosmetics. You can rock in multiplayer and brag like how yep. good you are at Hazard Zone or yep. challenges. And it would have been the perfect game mode for events. And I think Call of Duty, if that's the route they go, I think that makes sense what you said. That kind of clicked the light bulb on for me that they could take a game like Hazard Zone and have those mechanics and then just it needed more stuff and it could have been okay.
1: Yeah, I, I think I the like... biggest thing they got to get over, like you said, is why, are, why am I going back in? You know, with, with Warzone, I mean, why are you going back in? It's just because of the competitive nature of it. But if mm-hmm. they can stack and, and have objectives and challenges, and like you said, skins that you can take, and you can only get them in that mode, and if the mode is good, then you can rock them in multiplayer as well. Like They, they, they could do some really cool things. Um, apparently, the mode has also been in development for, is it four years now? because it was supposed to launch in 2019 right Mm -hmm. so i'm not expecting hazard zone and if it is like what the fuck but (laughs) i'm expecting something a little bit more fleshed out and a little bit more in depth than than a hazard zone so
0: it might be pretty cool yeah i'm definitely excited about that really the only thing that i play anymore with cod every once in a while is uh i'll do a little bit of gunfight and then i don't hate rebirth island um with some friends Love that mode it's yep, pretty cool. That. It, that... it, it kind of takes the shitty part of a battle royale out. Like the wait mm-hmm. like you sit there and you wait for your guys to try to buy you back or in PUBG you yep. just sit there with on your butt like watching them so it's cool the the
1: biggest thing too with Warzone is uh that downtime in the middle of games unless you're pushing and and always moving a lot of people play you know battle royales and there's just that you 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 loot real quick and then downtime okay let's just move follow the circle and then it's big at the end but man resurgence or what is it rebirth island yeah you're in and you're you're shooting people instantly i I love that mode we played that a lot on stream back in the day
0: yeah i like it i still play it from time to time just because i have some friends that they kind of just play Call of Duty and I want to hang out with them. So we'll play that mode. Right. I enjoy it because it's like, yeah, you're in fights and then it still has that excitement final circle at the end when Rebirth shuts mm-hmm. off and it's a BR at the yep. end. And that's the best part of the BR is the end. So, like, if you, yep. yeah, you're not, yeah, it's good mode. I hope they, I hope they expand on that. I did see, I thought I saw rumors that they were going to have like several Rebirth Island style maps for Resurgence, but I don't know. That, I don't remember where I saw <laughs> the, that. The that's biggest thing
1: for us is. When we played it, it was just we, we would have four people because it was quads, and then we would jump on and they would swap it to duos. So it, it was just constantly rotating the playlist. Just keep a separate playlist just for that. And I, I would have been playing it every single day.
0: Yeah, that's what they have now. Um, oh, I think. Okay, cool. It's, it's, it even has a solo mode. Um, there's a solo oh, rebirth. Um, so, like, if you you spawn in and if you live for like the 30 second timer, you'll get a respawn again. So you'll have another respawn. So you shoot and die, and then you spawn in. And if you live for like that next thirty seconds or a minute or something, then you get a respawn. So like you just can't die right when you drop. Yeah, and they have duos, trios, and quads. Interesting along those lines. I think why they did that is I think a lot more people are playing rebirth than you would you would think because I saw Modern Warzone on Twitter did a did a poll. And asked if your people were playing Caldera or if people were playing Rebirth. And it was like 70 30 people were playing Rebirth. Oh, J God did something like that too. I think a lot of people are playing Rebirth. So they finally did away with rotating playlists and you got solos, duos, trios, quads all the time. Like, man, I I might have to
1: play that over Caliber some days then because that's actually really dope. If we can plan for it and actually have a team.
0: Ooh, okay. Yeah, no, it's it's fun. I like it a lot. And yeah, now I was the same way. It's like, oh like you get like three or four guys all right it's trios let's go play oh shit it's yep. thursday they changed it never mm-hmm. mind now you got to do something else yeah yeah but no yep. they fixed that but um so awesome. i think that covers triple a hopefully i don't want to take your time too much there's not a i don't have you for a oh lot you're you're
1: good i i i got about a half an hour left before i got to head out of here so you're okay good.
0: yeah just let me know don't make don't let me make mm-hmm. you late for anything um for sure so switching over to indie stuff we talked a little bit about insurgency i have down here like ready or not squad caliber and world war three the ones i'm familiar with is i've played insurgency and what were you saying about like you don't know why there's some reasons people aren't touching it because i'm with you that game plays really good i think it has some of the i think it rivals hunt showdown for some of the best audio um in a shooter yeah i agree
1: i actually think in terms of an fps it has one of the best fps controllers on the market the guns feel great the leaning the fluidity of the movement everything is so good the map design solid the visuals look great why why isn't it bigger and i think the reason is is there's just nothing to play for after you play that game for five hours ten hours what are you doing you're playing the same maps, you're, you're doing, you're running the same routes, you're doing the same things. And it's good for people who jump in once a week, you know, play a couple of hours and then hop out and then, you know, but for guys like us, we're, we're playing games quite a bit. We're covering, we're, we're, we're playing more than the average. Why, why am I jumping into insurgency? And I think it's the same thing for games like squad and hell let loose. And uh, you know, why are you playing it i think it's the reason why tarkov is doing so well in comparison to all of those there's something to play for you're jumping in you're leveling your character up you're getting you know your hideout built up these games just don't offer anything to keep us engaged it's really yeah. that's really what it
0: comes down to. and i think i've noticed that too uh following games is like back in the day when you when you would play a multiplayer shooter for the first time it's like Holy shit. I'm on the internet playing with someone else like so far away and we can shoot at each other. This is yep. great. That novelty is gone. So like, thank you. It's, it's like a, it's like a drug to when we started playing, like get that last circle of the battle Royale and you get that tension or in a one V one in an s d and D and all your buddies are spectating. Yep. Like, and that's what we need now. And I, I thought insurgency, I wish they would do it. And you can tell me if they have something similar to this. Cause I haven't played it in a minute, but if they had like a ranked S and D like a bomb mode, like, like CSGO type mode and in insurgency. I yeah. would, I feel like I would hit that.
1: So they, when they first came out, they had ranked and it was great. Like I was a diamond player. I loved it. And then it became 15 minute queues because nobody played it. And then you realize, oh, I'm a diamond player in a game with 2,000 people. Big fucking deal. And, and that, that it's just another thing. It's not like when you're playing ranked, you're unlocking like you can unlock cosmetics but the cosmetics aren't I don't know they just didn't they just didn't nail the oh I just unlocked something oh I'm progressing oh I'm doing this like it just it just wasn't there yeah. um but yeah they took the rank mode out of it completely they just you can't even queue for it anymore so and then I think when they went to consoles a lot of the console crowd was asking for it and they just said there's not enough players we we just didn't do it so
0: hmm. Yeah, it's kind of a shame because like you said, that's a really good game. Um every time I played it, I had pretty good fun, but yeah, at the end of the end of the night you kinda start to get start to get a little bored with it. Yep. Makes sense, but yeah, it's a yeah, the mechanics are so good. Again, I I I never played very much Hunt Showdown. I just am always uh, so appreciative of the audio in Insurgency Sandstorm Yeah, with like the echoing in the direction and I feel like the footsteps are on point and hearing grenades fall and like all that stuff is like money. Yeah yeah so quality um so i guess i have an opinion on world war three i want to hear yours first
1: i i want to hear yours first uh well i'll show you mine the way you start that up.
0: yeah that's what it feels like no i'm (laughs) I'm
1: curious because i feel like a lot of people know my opinion um but i'm curious to hear from you about it
0: um, as someone who followed Battlefield and this game since 2018, I get some gnarly deja vu uh, and I don't like it. Uh, I don't feel good about it <laughs> with the, I felt like when they did their stress test and the servers are still crashing, it felt like the yep. 2018 release again. And uh, I see th- they'll make a post on Twitter. Like I hate to be harsh on it. Cause again, I'm an idiot that doesn't know how games are developed, just, just but I it. see I see everybody's like, oh, keep working on it guys, you got it. And I'm just over here like, man, we're seeing the same network issues we saw in 2018. You guys had a window when people didn't like Battlefield 5. you got a window now where people aren't on Vanguard and they're not on, like they have the same kind of window where people don't like 2042 either. Yeah. It's like, get it together. It's been like four years and people, I think it's just kind of, it's got a little bit more traction this time. So I feel like there's a misconception that it's a pretty new game, but like we've been at this for a while.
1: Yeah. Well, I I think too, it it kind of, it's the exact opposite reason why games like insurgency aren't popping. There is progression. There are unlocks. There are all of these things with leveling and unlocking cosmetics and banners. But I think the networking to, to be able to have all of those together from an indie dev like that is tough, you know,
0: but you're right.
1: Like people have been asking me why I don't play anymore. It's like, I've been playing the same four maps since 2018 guys. There has been nothing added. Yeah, they've reworked a lot of things, and the game's in a better spot. They fix the audio and stuff, but like, it's the same content. It, we like the same server problems, the same everything, you know. And that's the thing. I I kept them. I kept the notifications on on Twitter, and every day it was just, oh, server maintenance. All right, yeah. server maintenance is done, and then the next day, same same thing. I just like and you're right man they've had so many opportunities to kill it and to get people on board jump from other games to a quality shooter like that and they just they have fumbled the ball a million times already and I'm, and I'm sick of it
0: at this point honestly it comes down to the networking stuff right because yeah let's not get it twisted the progression's good the customization is the gold standard for a shooter what they should be where you mm-hmm. can change and mix and match all your outfit and everything i think that's the way to go i feel like the lack of identity in hero shooters kind of sucks if you can build your soldier how you would want to dress and how you would want to yep. look it's so much more immersive and they kill that the gun customization is amazing um yep. i feel like the audio needs some work and the networking but it's just like so frustrating that we can't quite cross the finish line
1: yeah, and the thing is, is back in the day, if you've been following us since then, we had more maps, like Smolensk was yeah. a map that we played all the time, and they're holding that back for open beta, and it's like, when are we going to the open beta? Because I'm sick of playing Moscow. I'm over it.
0: Yeah, because they just, like, indefinitely delayed it. What's funny is people yeah. were taking, I, back in the day when I first started my channel and was covering Battlefield, people were taking that Smolensk map and making it out to be Battlefield leaks. It was really funny. So that's there, right, was yeah. a, there was a there was elite going around We're like, oh, this is from the new battlefield. And I'm like, no, yep. nope, that's World War Three. <laughs> yep. I was like one of the only people yep. that knew that because I'd i played that. Like they need content badly. So bad. Badly.
1: And um, and like I said, if you're jumping in and playing World War Three once a week for an hour, you probably don't feel like that, you know. But there's just there's nothing left to that. Like I have milked that game dry. The the teat of World War Three is just it's it's shriveled <laughs> at this point
0: yeah i i'm still rooting for him though i i thought maybe like having my dot games would maybe help them help be the last little bit of help they need to get there but it's yeah. definitely better but oh man just so close <laughs>
1: yeah it's 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 one of those things like they're always like a couple of degrees off from just nailing it and i don't know if they're ever going to do it i really don't i think if if it doesn't come out this year into an open beta release where we can get more content like I, I i don't know man it, it yeah. it's, it's sad
0: it has to but at the same time it's like what's gonna beat it <laughs> there's like nothing out there yet. true true <laughs> that's like yeah devil, i mean yeah, you're right there oh um, yeah, so yeah you right while we're talking about indie games i did want to talk about that nft stuff i know that's a trigger word for a lot of people <laughs> yeah. um i just kind of wanted to i wanted to devil's advocate it a little bit i'm not listening listen hey i'm not saying that i support them i'm just saying i've heard people say that they think it's cool because like you can buy stuff and it's like or you play and you actually earn money and you can sell it like you couldn't sell something else sure but you can sell this is kind of like the only pro i've ever heard like yeah i just um, i'm with you i feel like these these World War 3 is an excellent illustration of how hard it is to get a first person shooter out the door with networking and everything as an indie developer and then you add trying to do web 3 stuff on it to make money. It's just taking away resources that I don't think they can afford. Well, I wanted to get your thoughts on it.
1: Yeah, I mean that that's one aspect of it. My, my thing is this it, the the value of selling a helmet in in Ghost Recon Breakpoint to somebody else is is negligent because who who's who's looking for it? Who, who, who cares? You know, if, if you have a skin in World War III that you can, you can sell to somebody else, that's uh, great. But now what happens when the game dies? Or what happens, like, I said this in a video the other day, most of these games lose 80 to 90% of their player base in the first 30 days. So unless you have somebody who is a diehard looking to buy your helmet for a couple hundred dollars, like, you're not going to find it. So it just comes down to, well, now you own an NFT for a game that's dead. But realistically, what people aren't talking about is the fact that if I buy a helmet in Breakpoint and then I sell it to somebody else, Ubisoft makes a cut of that sale. And then if that person sells it, Ubisoft makes a cut of that sale. And, and that like that's all it is. It's a money-making uh, uh, you know scheme for them, which it, we, we've been nickel and dimed for years at this point. And I keep saying we went from horse armor in, in Elder Scrolls to... You know, I'm playing Caliber today, and every operator you can purchase with real money, you have to buy everything in that game. How did we get here? You know, we're yeah. talking about loot boxes and, and microtransactions, and, and we've been fighting so damn hard to get them out of there and make these companies realize that what they're doing is sad. And we've been doing a good job, right? Like they pulled the loot crates out of uh, Battlefront 2 when people were bitching about it, and we've we've made some headroom there. And then now it's web three and now it's crypto. And now like there is no value to the player. And if you buy into the idea that you can sell your skin to somebody else, go do it. Good luck. Yeah. Prove it. That, to that me was that kind of, it.
0: that was kind of my thought. I was like, if you're like me and think these things are really sus, don't fucking buy them. Like that's like the yeah. quickest way we can get rid of these things. And I have to commend you on your channel. i pointing out those, those things that make it not a great deal for consumers at all and i think yeah. i hope not a lot of people are gonna have to learn that the hard way i hope people can kind of i feel like they are overall kind of getting like a negative bad rap and i just hope people don't freaking buy them like that and yeah I, there's I, um oh sorry go ahead uh no i just was gonna say with crypto crashing and stuff lately i hope people yeah. kind of understand that like nfts maybe are the cool. they're crashing like crazy too so i just hope it goes away because it is Crappy and there's just so many hidden gotcha things that developers can do to make to skim money off the top on every transaction that yep. no one talks about.
1: Exactly. Um, I uh I, I heard some about some internal conversations happening at Ubisoft about the future of like NFTs and they're doubling down internally. The NFTs and crypto are are here to stay. At this point, they, they have seen that the fact that they can make money off of every transaction. Instead of selling you a skin once, they can make money off of it. You know, a hundred times if it transfers that much, um, but yeah, it's just and
0: that, it, it's really unfortunate. And that goes back right to exactly what we were saying with shareholders making the decisions. Mm-hmm. They hear that NFT crypto buzzword, ooh, like yep. they're they're excited, so yeah.
1: And uh, like Blackout just pointed out in chat, they're marketing it as a way to, for you to own a piece of the game. I bought the game. <laughs> I already own the game. What are you talking about? But the way yeah. they market it is so damn clever. It's like they make people feel like they're they're missing out of this ex- exclusive club of NFT owners, but you're not missing out on anything. You can do that right now. If like you mentioned Counter-Strike earlier, you can sell your skins that you get in game on the Steam marketplace right now, without crypto, without anything else. Some of those sell for 60 cents. Most of them sell for under a dollar. So what i mean there it is right there if you wanted to implement this this idea of of selling and owning a piece of the game you already have the tech to do it why does it have to be on the blockchain
0: exactly yeah the framework's already there and people yeah it, it's silly yeah. and it i i'm i'm hoping and with you know your channel and several others people pointing out yeah these these issues and these like missteps that people learn that just don't with it. that's really funny you can own a piece of the yeah. game it's like dude i own the whole thing so yeah i bought it already but at the same
1: time do we own the games because if steam True. goes down we don't we can't access it you know it, it, it's weird it's a weird it's a weird time to be a gamer right it kind
0: of is yeah you gotta be paying attention and i mean mobile gaming's even yeah. i'm not gonna get into that like the stuff you can <sighs> buy on there and the pay to win stuff but oh god it's crazy so a last the couple things I wanted to talk about, cause technically guys, believe it or not, this is supposed to be a new show. Well, today it was much better than that. Uh, Having big fry <laughs> on, um, what do you think? I watched your last video about nine to five. Um, it went 1.0 oh, today. God. And um, yeah. I think it's got a, from from me, someone who hasn't played it and I'm kind of a dum-dum. It looks cool. The 3v3 v3 concept is kind of cool and the having the lore behind it seems pretty neat, but 1.0 right now, I don't know if that's the play. What do you think?
1: Um yeah, I gotta I gotta play it again. Uh but when I played that initial release, they built it up, the marketing was this gritty tactical taking out like you know the, the remember the bunnies were jumping on the screen the guy shoots in, uh, and and it was I remember they they showed off developers from Arma 3 Max Payne and they they just they built it up and advertised it as this really gritty tactical shooter. And then when I got into it it was super colorful. Uh it, it didn't like the, the guns just felt like airsoft guns. There was this weird drone mechanic when you die. It just it wasn't a good piece of software it was buggy uh and and, yeah maybe it's gotten better but nine to five is one of those games that's made by a lot of people that i respect in the industry but that game just was not it it just it was not that shooter i'm gonna i'm gonna try it again but you should i'm curious because yeah because the the 3v3v3 aspect is a cool idea um, but the, the game, the way the game mode worked was if you did the first objective as a team, you guys got an advantage going into the second round, but it wasn't really an advantage. Like, the, the flow of the match was really, really strange. I'm hoping they cleaned up a lot of stuff because, like, that's one game that I want to see succeed because of the people making it. But cool. yeah,
0: yeah, I hope it does. <laughs> there's a lot of those Me out too. there that we're, there's a lot of those out there that I feel like we're rooting for right now. We need them. Um, yeah. So oh yeah, the other thing that a lot of people are talking about, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited at the potential here. Being someone who has that, really, uh, everyone's gonna leave the chat now, who has ever played Arma. I, guys, I like Tarkov. I like hardcore shooters. Um, I like insurgency, but I've never played Arma. Uh, but there is something happening. There's something brewing, and tomorrow it looks like yes. something could go down. I pulled up, pulled up the tweet. It looks like tomorrow, around noon Central Time, they're gonna talk about some stuff um yeah anything you can add legally legally no no <laughs> um what i'll say
1: is there's a lot of leaks out there um just wait for tomorrow if you're excited about the leaks wait till tomorrow that's that's really all i can say about it legally right now uh, unfortunately cool. i i uh, i don't like that things leak like that but it is what it is it's going to happen but uh yeah,
0: I, I'm. Tomorrow is
1: going to be really cool.
0: I'm saving myself. I'm re, I'm remaining pure. Um, so I'll try to try to tune in while I'm at sucky work <laughs> to see what's going on yeah. with that. But as someone who hasn't played Arma, but I, I've enjoyed stuff like Squad, um, and all those kind of shooters like that. I'm pretty excited about the potential. Like, I mean, we always talk about Battlefield being a sandbox. I feel like Arma is that's the definition of a sandbox, and yeah it could be pretty cool what they do
1: yeah and one thing that like you gotta notice too is the the twitter account is now called arma platform uh not a lot of people are talking about it even with the leaks um not everything has been leaked yet so yeah there there's there's a lot of cool shit coming down the pipe i'm very i'm very excited if you're if you're fans of like yeah like other tactical shooters like squad and stuff i think you're gonna be pretty happy tomorrow
0: so cool yep yeah platform like the name platform i'm not i don't say anything to get you in trouble definitely not worth it i'm not sure like trying to i'm not trying to pry at all but (laughs) i know that that platform makes it sound more sandboxy like you can build off of that and i honestly i think games like that like we didn't really talk much about halo just i don't think it warrants much discussion because of the lack of content (laughs) with that thing but like i'm excited to see forge get into the hands of people so i mean we can take some of these uh this lacking content into our own hands and people can build their own maps and stuff like that and i I see potential in games like that because there's some really smart people out there and who have some time and use their skills and can can help with content like user generated content
1: I think user-generated content is the way that most developers should start to go because when we're talking about the content flow in games like Battlefield, taking six months to get a scoreboard, if you built your game from the ground up that allowed mod support, you wouldn't even have to worry about, you know, a, a constant flow of content. You, you just let your community do it. But again, it just falls back to okay, but how do we make money on it, right? yeah Yeah, that's the biggest thing but i i really think in the future a lot of indies are going to be leaning that way um uh, martin mentioned in chat operation harsh doorstop they're building a a game with their community from the ground up that just has an sdk and a framework that allows you to just remod the entire game if you wanted to and and they're promoting those mods and then they're bringing like the mod creators the stuff they create they're bringing it into the actual game itself i i really think like the collaboration there is is something that a lot of studios could actually you know draw a lot of inspiration from but
0: and they, i feel like they tried to do that in battlefield a little bit with portal um i was initially really excited about portal i thought it was a really cool way for people to experience old content mixed together in like yeah. new ways by the community but i just think the implementation of it was awful where like if you if the person who makes the game mode logs off for the day the server's dead yeah and Yep. At the same time, like that just kills it. You can't rent a server, um, which yep. is horrible. At the same time, if you build something cool, there's like no way to get people to see it. Like you could build a yep. really cool game mode for 164 or 128 players, but I don't have that many friends <laughs> that are gonna play. Right. So. Like, uh, it just kind of sits there, and there's just a lot of missed opportunity where there's no way to share, get people into your experiences. There isn't that culture like you're talking about where indie studios start from the ground up, say, hey, our game, a big pillar of it is going to be user-generated content. That's just not there for Battlefield, and I think it shows a little bit with how many people use Portal.
1: I I think Portal was an afterthought because they realized the main game was not going to make people happy. I think Portal was a way for them to lure in that oh it's a love letter to the fans i think it was a marketing stunt more than anything because you're right if they truly wanted to make money let me rent a server from you on a monthly basis and i will gladly pay you know 60 70 80 a month to and and there's a a recurring revenue source for you it's like they don't even think about that kind of stuff that was in games a a decade ago we could do that shit we could i'm pretty sure we could do that on consoles back in the day but um yeah, Portal was such a, such a. Everything in that game was a missed opportunity. Absolutely yeah. everything.
0: And that's and, we it, it were sad. talking a little bit about how we went before we went live. How they knew the game was not not in good yeah. shape, and that's yeah. that's why we didn't see any gameplay ahead of time. It just feels weird. Yep. At, uh, in I think hindsight. that's why I went so hard. Like I I
1: ripped them apart in <laughs> videos, and I think it's mainly because of those tweets. Like we were talking about. You mentioned that one guy. It's not my first rodeo. Well, motherfucker, it feels like it was because you <laughs> lied. The guy, uh, and then the thing is, is all the guys at the top, they're gone now. Yeah. So like they threw it out, they threw it out the door, lied the whole way and then left. So I, yeah, yeah, I, I have no sympathy for dice right now.
0: None. He said it, he said it just needed more time in the oven. And then, yeah. yeah and then like we were all, I just remember we're like, why aren't we seeing any gameplay? This is so weird. And like, oh, cause they're saying yeah. it's going to be so good. <laughs> Nope. Never again will that happen. Um, I'm not going to,
1: I think a lot of people learn their lesson, which is, which is a good thing at the end of the day, a lot of people got taken for, you know, 60 to a hundred bucks, but now, now we know, and now everybody's on, on the pulse when it comes to marketing. I think that's why call of duty is doing a different marketing strategy this time around. They're going back to the old way of doing things. I think it's because they know
0: that was cool and i i didn't realize that until i started making my video and reading that most recent article from Ralph's valve um that i didn't even think of that like they always reveal the games inside Warzone, and now they're going back to the old way of having allegedly their own way of uh reveal events on the 8th i believe yeah next one yep i thought that was that was interesting interesting shift yeah it's gonna be cool no cool man well i i want to be uh definitely respectful of your time and stuff like that so we'll probably uh wind it down here oh yeah if you're cool with that um yeah that sounds good a lot of fun um i'll go ahead and play the outro if you want to hang on the call for just a second um But i do want to publicly thank you so much for coming on the show i think it says a lot about your character uh honestly to to take time to come on a smaller channel like this um just really fucking appreciate it dude
1: yeah, no, I, I look at content first, man. I, I appreciate you inviting me on and reaching out. Shoot your shot, right? You did. I I yeah. love it.
0: <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah. Worst she could say yeah. is no. So exactly. Yep. All right, guys. Everyone in chat, thank you so freaking much for being here. Uh my one podcast listener that listens to the audio only. Still love you, dude. <laughs> um yeah, thank you guys so much, everyone, for being here. Uh it's it was great, great time. So we'll hopefully see some of you guys back next week.